Do you know what? I think for, for me, cycling, above everything else, it gave me focus. It gave me something to work towards, something to work on. Um, I had a goal in mind. But if you can get through this, your absolute worst, you know, what, what are you capable of your absolute best? That's the legendary Dan Richards, TV show host, Invictus Games medalist and model. And this is the Restore Podcast. So welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, we interviewed Dan Richards. I first interviewed Dan on episode three of the Restore podcast. Um, we had an extensive chat around his history. So just in brief, me and him met in 2009 in May 31st, whereby he came off his Daytona Triumphist bike, pretty much broke every bone in his body and sustained an amputation of his right arm. Dan has had an amazing journey, an amazing narrative and story to tell about his hitting rock, bu- rock bottom, but also then coming back up in his rehabilitation recovery. And he's inspired m- multiple people uh, over many different arenas uh, with his story. And, and just his mindset as well, his mindset of overcoming through adversity. Um, so in this episode, we talk about mental health, navigating mental health in the current pandemic. We talk about overcoming adversity in, in the current pandemic. We, we also talk about um, cycling and how it's useful to put your focus and energy onto uh, one or two activities. Uh, we also talk about um, unintended positives at this time. And we also just get Dan's perspective on how he navigates his, his up days, his down days, and how he embodies uh, that spirit of positivity. Please do enjoy the episode. Uh, Dan's an absolute legend. Um, and uh, please do also leave us your feedback. So welcome to the podcast, Dan. Hello. How you doing? You all right? <clears throat> Third time lucky, yeah? <laughs> Good. Listen, I just so what I wanted to do is just just update really from where we left off last time on the podcast and just find out from you how things have been going from a, a multitude of ways, really. But firstly, how has this time of lockdown been for you and, and how have you applied your mindset of overcoming from everything you've been through into this time, mate? Do you know what? I think as lockdowns go, uh, mine's been a pretty good one, if I'm honest. Um, so like Z, who we briefly met on the first thing we did, who sat in the background, um, she moved in literally, I think, a few days before lockdown one started. We got engaged during the second, and then we began planning our wedding during the third. So um, there was that. Uh, lots of fitness. Uh, we're both very fitness-minded people, very fitness-focused. So I suppose, play a caveat to that, um, that gives you quite a lot of, structure in a day and, a, and like routine so you know there's that aspect of it um but you know it's not all been positives um ram got cancelled twice well th- three times now so uh we've meant to do it in so race across america what is, sorry what so is what is uh, ram uh, right so basically it's uh essentially it's an acronym for race across america um it's it's billed as the world's toughest bicycle race. So similar to, say, Tour de France in terms of distance, um, but there's no stages and there's no rest days, and you're doing that distance in about the best part of the week. Um, there's a couple of stats, actually, so to give a bit more sort of, uh, a bit more sort of, you know, you know uh, food for thought. 
Um, so it climbs 175,000 feet, um, crosses 12 states, uh, traverses three mountain ranges, the, the Sierra, the Rockies, and the Appalachians, uh, crosses four of America's longest rivers uh, and the Great Plains, um, passes through some of America's iconic landmarks, the Mojave, I don't, even say, I, I, I don't even know if that's how the way you say it properly. The Mojave and the uh, Solomon Deserts, Monument Valley, the Great Plains of Gettysburg. And it starts in uh, Oceanside, California, and finishes at City Dock in Annapolis on the East Coast. If I'm right in thinking, you're still training for this, for the Race Across America. It's just been pushed forward to 2022? Yeah, so the first one was obviously cancelled because of COVID. The second one, this this 2021, was cancelled just because of uh, just because of like the international travel restrictions and stuff. And we've not had a chance to train in any capacity as a team. It's all been individual efforts. Um, so we came up with the unanimous decision really to push it back to 2023. Um, so yeah, um, training, I suppose, is and. I suppose you can look at it as like you was asking about mindset a minute ago and, and, and my approach to mindset is kind of my approach to RAM now. Um, it, the whole 80-20 rule. So whereas before, if RAM 21 was still happening, it'd be 80-20, but 80% would be training, 20% would be like other things to coincide with training. Whereas now the 80-20 rule is kind of flipped around. So I'm doing 20% training, 80% maintaining. Um, I think for me, when we when we do eventually get back to uh, to to training itself, um, I don't want to play catch up. Like I, I want to be able to hit training, hit the ground running, and and so on. I think the best way to do that is to just maintain, you know, and 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 marginally improve sort of various fitness gains that I made. You you, you uh, inferred there, mate, that it's been a really tough, difficult time. You know, just it's not all been it's not all been great. There's been <clears> tough times, but. <throat> And we spoke just offline about, you know, how difficult it might be for other people who've had their income streams removed. Have you got just any pearls of wisdom or indeed messages that you'd like to confer to the wider population that have maybe been going through the hardest times of their lives? So it's hard. It's, it, I, think, I think it being hard is, is, is relative on an individual basis. Do you know what I mean? So um, everyone's different. I mean, everyone's got a story and everyone has something that's unique to them. So my lockdown, my situation, my lockdown is relevant to me as an individual. I, I can give like advice, but, you know, I don't know. I think I always remember, I always pull back to a quote that my uncle Peter told me uh, you know, when I was in hospital. And he always said, um, you know, you'll look down streets and avenues that you never thought you'd ever look down. And I think lockdown really is, I suppose, an opportunity for everyone to look down streets and avenues they never thought they'd ever look down um, uh, uh, it, it, but I suppose words of wisdom, encouragement you know, if you can get through this your absolute worst you know, what, what are you capable of your absolute best everyone has shit times and shit days I have shit days and whatnot. and I suppose the shit times don't last forever like this lockdown, this COVID-19 it's not going to last forever. It will end eventually. As to when that eventually is, it's debatable. But 
I think everything, like, like cycling, everything's marginal gains. If you focus on the big picture and just, and just aim for that in its entirety, <clears throat> you might be wanting that sort of bigger picture to happen like next week, next month, and so on. And it won't. Um, it's, the, it's the marginal gains to make the bigger, the bigger picture achievable. So... Managing mental health at the moment from an NHS perspective, you know, it's been the worst challenge the NHS has had to, had to deal with since its inception in 1948, the biggest health crisis. And there's a lot of NHS staff which are, you know, completely fatigued. What would you say to them going through this tough time? I, I, I think the first thing that absolutely has to be said is, um, or, or shown, is a massive... Um, debt of gratitude, uh, to be honest, um, because what they do, what they've done is, I can't, as an individual, I can't really imagine what it must be like, you know, working on a COVID ward. You know, some, some of the doctors and the, and the nurses and, 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 and the nursing staff, are, you know, are, are putting in like three week, zero rest day kind of shifts, aren't they? And covered up in all that, you know PPE as well, and and whatnot. Not seeing their families and stuff, and I know you know people that aren't in the NHS. You know that that, that are quarantined at home or they're stuck at home, can't see their families. I you know I've not seen my family for a year, but you know I'm not working on a I'm not working on a COVID ward. I'm not I'm not dealing with the you know the 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 ever present sort of potentiality of 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 being in within that sort of environment with the with the chance that I might die and never see my family again do you know what I mean um, because of something that I can't see and I think the gratitude really is what they're doing I think one thing that just sort of deviating a little bit I think one thing that really gets up really does piss me off it's up my nose is when people go in and start filming empty wards right and they're going oh COVID's a lie I just think you, you, you know I'm not going to say it. it's my favourite word, but you're an absolute bunch of cucumbers. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, the cucumber is the is is the censored word, but um, it's, it's offensive as well. I think you know it's you know of, of a massive degree. But sort of coming back to the mental health aspect, I think one thing that is a great take home, if you like, is you know mental health is it, it's something that's no longer frowned upon anymore, or a topic or a sign of weakness that has been in years before. Um, there used to be that saying, wasn't there, about it's okay to not be okay, and I, I get it. I don't. I don't agree with it. I think it's it's not okay to not be okay. But I think what's worse is to bottle it up and not talk about it. And I, I don't think that bit's okay either. I mean, um, I suppose really, I suppose sort of tidying it up. Really, two little final points, if you like. But the mind and mental strength come comes before any physicality and before any any physical if you haven't got mental strength i think that absolutely comes before absolutely anything else i mean physicality is one thing i think mental mental capacity mental robustness and mental strength is equally a a more important topic and sort of you know playing playing sort of to that tune if you like um i think what gets managed what gets managed gets improved doesn't it so Following on from that, you know, you've really been pouring your efforts into cycling outside of work um, and just to focus and to, to maintain that focus. 
So how could that mindset be overlaid uh, onto others? I mean, do, is it, has it been helpful for you to have a, an absolute focus and, and do you reckon other people could, could benefit from the same? Do you know what? I think for, for me, cycling above everything else, it gave me focus. It gave me something to work towards, something to work on. Um, I had a goal in mind um, and I suppose like any project really you start with what you want and then you work back and then it gives you a, that gives you your routine you know your, your, your bound your boundaries it was another thing cycling gave me it gave me a lot of boundaries as well like sort of lifestyle goals and, and interests as well um and I think what lockdown's given me is it's gave it gave me time it's given me structure um the structure gave me got daily boundaries so it's kind of it's all tied in quite nicely and I think that that's just for me on a cycling aspect I think you can apply that if you like to absolutely anything um you know whether you you know looking at sort of a fitness aspect if you like um you know if you want to start running so I mean you want to run this distance or work back well, I need to do this and this to be able to run this far and and so on and you know, sort of looking outside that you want to learn a new skill. Well, I want to learn this skill. Okay, what do I need to do to work backwards? And and I think lockdown's really sort of given a lot of people time. You know, whereas before pre-lockdown, you know, if you were going to work, you spent a lot of your time travelling to work. People aren't travelling to work, you know, for the most part anymore. Um, there's not that daily commute, so you've got plenty of time now within your own day to sort of obviously outside of homeschooling children which I'm not but but uh, yeah I, I suppose a positive that's come out of lockdown for me and I think I'm just on to another question I think but um is as negative as lockdown's been it's, it's certainly given me time and I suppose coming back into cycling um you know, like I said a minute ago, cycling gave me focus, it gave me boundaries, sort of lifestyle and, uh, and fitness goals. Um, and above all, an interest as well. I, I enjoyed cycling and, um, yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. No, it does make sense, mate. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then just, just looking at the sort of the cumulative effect of stress, um, either physically, behaviorally or emotionally, what are some of the warning signs from, from from your experience, mate, to be honest? Because you definitely had times of of incremental stress. Um, but so just could you articulate what, what, what the warning signs are just for other people that might be going through similar right now? Warning sign. I mean, there's plenty. There's so many to talk about, isn't there? But I think the one that I kind of stick with is um, when you get that feeding. You get that feeling where you just can't be bothered, the pit, the pit of your stomach feeling. That's a pretty good warning sign. Um, you know, certainly if it's something that you enjoy doing, and then one day, and I don't mean like I can't be bothered, like, you know, you, you had a late night last night, you've woken up early this morning and you're a bit groggy and tired, like, I can't be bothered. Not not that, like, where you just lose all interest, you know, one something that you enjoy doing, like, waking up one morning, it's like, I can't be, I'm, I feel really shit today, I can't be bothered. And, and so on. I think that's that's a pretty good warning sign. I think that coupled with that is that sort of the pity stomach feeling. Um, I think another one, actually, do you know what? Another warning sign, and it's it's kind of um, 
extrinsic, if you like, um, is when people start asking if you're okay. Um, I think that's when you start needing to, I think that's when you need to start sort of reevaluating things. Physically, when you feel burned out, <clears throat> and like burned out by, not like by going too hard in the gym or going out for a run that's a bit further than you normally go for. I mean, like absolutely burned out, run down, but then you keep pushing. I think that's when you've gone too far. And I think those three things really, I think, tie up nicely into like pretty good warning signs. So looking at sort of, there's been a lot of people in this pandemic, as you know, mate, that have really had painful or difficult memories from, you know, death of loved ones to not being present in hospital with them to not necessarily being able to process their grief. Just from your experience, Dan, just looking at painful and difficult memories for, for, from you, how do people mitigate and how you process them? How do people mitigate some of these medium to long-term experiences? How I've mitigated and sort of weaved my way through it, it's very different to, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've not lost anyone for, you know, close to me for, uh, for you know, due to COVID or, or, be, or other ailments and, and passed away in hospital and not being able to go and see them. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, speaking from my own experience, I mean, for one thing, I've got no memory of my accident whatsoever. Um, but you know, I've been through my my share, if you like, of of, of shit times and hard times. Like, I mean, for me, really, I mean, looking back, a pretty bad time, and, how, um, and it, it, it's something that I do. I talk about now as well with with Z and stuff, but. There was a moment in time where I, I, I had a job as a chauffeur. I was at the back end of my my um, my suicide attempt. Yeah, it was my suicide attempt. I was sort of beginning to build my life back up. But you know, I was living in a caravan. Um, and, and, and bear no bones about it, it wasn't, I think, the only, well, I think the only luxury of that caravan is the fact that it was plumbed into the grid. Um, and that, that was it. Um I had no money pretty much. And, you know, there was, there was times within those, oh, it must have been, I must have been in there, what, best part of a year? Um, certainly <clears throat> during the, uh, the later winter months, you know, I didn't have enough money to, to buy food. So the money I had went on the gas, the gas canisters and stuff, um, the big ones. I couldn't afford... I couldn't afford more than one a month. So I would live on, I'd keep the money for that. I would live on packets of custard creams. Like I'd buy them from the local corner shop, like like 25p for like a big pack. And that would be breakfast, lunch and dinner up until my next paycheck. Um, <clears throat> and that, and so um, that's, some, that, that's something I draw on. And, and actually, do you know what? I look at what I've got now, where I live now and, and um, gratitude is what I have. And when you address demons themselves, um, they've got no hold on you, have they? Like, it's not something you're hiding away, so they can't come up and frighten you and stuff and, and whatnot. So I think when, you know, when, when you address your demons regularly, that was, that, that's something that I would encourage. 
but I think you've got to be in the right frame of mind to do that or, or willing to do that. Um, and like I just said, you know, I, I always talk about things like that with Z. And, we, and she's been through her fair share of shit as well. And we talk about it to each other. I don't dwell on the past. I don't dwell on things. But I do like to look back and see how far I've come. I, 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 <clears throat> do you know what I always do? Every time I see a packet of custard creams on the shelf when I go shopping, I always sort of like, I remember it. I remember sitting, you know, in the... I mean, that caravan was shit. Like, it was awful. Like, but do you know what? I wouldn't change it for the, you know, I've, I've been through a time where I've had absolutely nothing. I remember sitting there on the, on the sofa bit of that caravan. And what I would do actually was that those customers, I, I would dunk them in cups of tea. Yeah. Because they, they'd fill me up for longer and they'd last, wouldn't they? So I, I, I could make, I could make a packet of biscuits last about three days right um but i mean i was working as a chauffeur um so i wasn't really moving a lot so i was living a pretty sedentary lifestyle so i didn't need you know the energy to sort of be running about but yeah i see that i see the packets of biscuits and i just remember like i go back to the days i sit in that caravan i just i just thinking fuck me there's got to be something better than this after what i've been through do you know what i mean and and um Evidently, it's, it's worked out, but you know, I haven't done this overnight. Do you know what I mean? This has been, well, I left that caravan in 2015, so six years. So, yeah. That's profound, Dan, actually, because that shows that shows me and other people that steps towards a better life, mate, are, are incremental, and everything in life is incremental. You know, no success occurs overnight. It's just these steps, slow but sure steps towards getting back on your feet, getting getting the job you want, or just just deciding to, you know, just take up a new sport or renew your focus. And um, but having that structure, a day to day structure, come hell or high water, so that actually, you know, it could be raining, snowing, blowing a gale, you will be getting out of bed and training. Or you will mm. be going for those jobs and and keep on pushing yourself forward, and and as you said, just not 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 standing still, you know, keep 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 the effort keep the effort moving forward um, incrementally. So, and actually, you'll look back over the corridor over the past few years and look look back to where you've come from to where you are now, and that's the beauty, that's the beauty, Dan, because you're comparing yourself to who you were a couple of years ago. You're not comparing yourself to someone else today, to someone else tomorrow. And, you know, a lot of us get, get robbed of our joy because we, we open up these social media accounts and other accounts and just look around and start comparing ourselves to other people. But actually it's not a reflective or objective indication from where you've come from. And it actually, all it does is, comparison is the thief of joy. It robs oh, yeah, of joy. Absolutely. <clears throat> And, and just looking back to where you've come from is an amazing account and is amazing story. But actually, you need to look, you need to look at yourself to see where your baseline was to where it is now. And, uh, and that is where success is found. It's not found, you know, subconsciously flicking through the accounts on, on a Facebook or an Instagram or a Twitter account. It's, it's not found and it never will be found there. It's, it's, ha it's having the honest and open account from where you've come from to where you are now, to where you're going. I look to other people for inspiration, if you like. Um, 
at best, and that's all it is. Uh, like, I mean, there are there. Are, it, it's like it's like it's like two ends of the, it's like two sides of the sword, isn't it? Really, I mean, you've got people on social media <clears throat> um, who are real, what I, what I would call real, you know, honest, open, and so on. And you've got others that live this completely filled with lifestyle. You know, you'll see a picture of like someone next to a Lamborghini or something. You know, and the reality is, for the most part, it's just someone else's Lamborghini parked up, and they've got to make them take a picture of them next to a Lamborghini. Or do you, do you know what I mean? That's that's a very materialistic way of looking at it, but it's just so easy to hide behind a filter and a hashtag, isn't it? And 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 get gratification from other people. Um, but oh, I suppose this, that sort of ties in with like like self care and stuff, doesn't it? So it's just something I advocate for. But I think I think the epitome of it all, like the absolute baseline of 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 of, of in my opinion, of of, of self care. You've got to be willing to validate yourself and not employ other people to do it for you. Um, because once once people start losing interest and you don't you don't get you know use the social media as the, as, as the as the example here. Once you once you get once you've been used to like getting validated by other people, you know, everyone's liking, everyone's following, everyone's commenting stuff. Once that sort of runs out. You're off that high horse, aren't you? And it's sort of like you're back down where where you were before. And it's like actually, you've done is come around in a massive circle. So, so uh, looking looking at the um, at the theme of this podcast, Dan, it's around orchestrating self care as as a, a main concept. Actually, um, how would you orchestrate self care? What 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 pearls of wisdom would you give at the moment for you know initiating self care within the middle of this uh, this pandemic? a lot of my journey has been outside of the pandemic. So I've had the opportunity to build my experience outside, you know, before the pandemic, years before the pandemic and apply that into sort of in the pandemic. And uh, I'll obviously moving forward when, it, when, when it's all over, when it's all said and done. But um, I do think that a lot of it comes from the fact that, you know, when the chips are down, you just got to pick yourself up dust yourself, and, and really just sort of, get shit done you've got to be hard on yourself when you face hard times because you know what it's it's a real fucking world out there do you know what i mean like without sounding like harsh and uh well yeah yeah i think i think you need to be harsh you need to be brutally honest with yourself sometimes um like it's good having sympathy and stuff and, and and like being sympathetic to yourself and others but well just yourself in 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 this in this aspect but you know, you're going to be faced with hard times throughout life. And using that 80 20 approach again, um, you, you, you flip it, you flip it round, you flip the ratio round when, when you need to. And I think there comes a point where you just got, to, you have, you just got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, have a word with yourself and, and just get shit done. Um, you know, time time isn't time is slowing down, is it? You know, it's not making any allowances. You know, there's there's, there's no cut and wall in feathers in, in life's box of tricks, are there? And if there are, speaking explicitly proverbially, if there are cut and wall and feathers in life's box of tricks, throw them away because the reality is you can't you can't fly flapping a, a fistful of full of feathers, can you? The cotton wall's going to do nothing when you hit the floor. So 
I think a lot of that has to come with the willingness to sort of overcome the obstacles that are in front of us. Like you, you, you've, you've literally got to, you've literally got to run at the wall and try and run up it. And if it don't work first time, sit back, look at it, and try again, and keep doing it until you get over it. Um, make, 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 make the mistakes. Make, absolutely, make the mistakes. Fuck up. Yeah, yeah. It happens to everyone. This, this idea of of perfection perceived or otherwise like it's bullshit in it like really um yeah i read a quote i read a quote a while ago it was like make the mistakes but remember a mistake only happens once if it happens again it's the beginning of a new bad habit so um but you know what sort of tying up with that like having help is great and help would always be available you know if you ask for it um, at the beginning of a journey when required, but but you know, no, nobody can live your life for you. And fundamentally, you've got to help yourself before anybody else absolutely can. That that's something I absolutely advocate for. Like you can help's always going to be there, but you have absolutely got to be willing to help yourself. Um that doesn't mean you're going to get completely rotted off, you know, or the door shut in your face. It just means that someone's going to be behind that door when you decide to knock on it. That's good, Dan. That's good. That's good. And it kind of answers my next question about lessons that you've brought forward um, into 2020 and 2021 from, from uh, some of the experiences you've been through, actually. And I think having that tenacity, as you said, mate, and also having an approach which includes other people that you respect. So listening to other people as, as they can either guide you through, but being tenacious um, and being being focused having structure so actually doing the difficult things now choosing the difficult path now uh, breeds long-term ease from from both mental and physical health um and but choosing the easy option now equals difficult long-term because actually you've opted for a life of easy easy choices and anything which is worth building is going to be difficult in, in, in the moment. Something we said before, Dan, around multiple streams of income, and I really want to get this on the, right. on the, on the podcast, is, you know, I'm a big believer in, in, in multiple streams of income to, um, to, to guard against if one of them gets <laughs> cut off and if one of them gets, gets, gets segmented. But you were arguing around, actually, where does it stop? Where does it stop? Does it stop with two? Does it stop with three? Does it stop with four? When do you, say, when do you start saying no to things? Do you just say yes to everything? Because if you do that, there's no peace in, you can't rest, you can't necessarily switch off because you start doing lots of things poorly instead of a few things really well. But where do you, where do you lie on that, on, on that spectrum, Dan? Because I'm, I'm a firm believer in two to three streams of income to, to increase your resilience. I think, like, like I said a minute ago, I think, where does it, where does it end? You know, you know, you have, you get two jobs, brilliant. You know, I mean, how you manage to tie around that, that's up to the individual. But you know, some you have two, you have three. But then, like, what if those three go to shit? Well, then you're back to square one again. So, what do you get? Four? Do you get five? Where, where does it end? Where does it? So, I think you've got to make sensible decisions when you're in a situation. For the you know playing the long game, you know you got to play longer. So like, uh, you know, I, I I do a bit of modelling, but I've not done any since what? I well, other than any since the 
late last year. But I, I save money is what I do, really. You know, I, I save money, you know, depending on what my situation is. So whether it's 20 quid here or whatever, or 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 hundred pounds here, you know, one month or whatever, and you know, as 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 a singular sum, you know, you can't do much for hundred hundred quid, you know, this day and age. Um, but I think you 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 you've got to lay the groundwork for your own rainy days. Do you know what I mean? Um, if that makes sense, I, I, I put I put money away. I you know I save for my rainy days. You know, I save for the eventuality that you know, I've I've. Um, you know, if 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 I because I've got a full time job, I'm very lucky in that aspect. Um, you know, but I've got things I've got to pay for, and so I just think really, I pay back what I owe, whatever's left of that. I, I, I keep I keep some for myself. Eighty twenty again. I keep some for myself. I will save the twenty percent. Um, so, um. But that's that's sort of relevant to, to each individual. And, you know, the modelling, yeah, brilliant. Do you know what? It's, I'm very I'm very fortunate I get to do it, um, or or I have done it. I, I'm I'm still I still have an agent and, and whatnot. But um, you know, I'm very lucky in that that's not my sole source of income, and it's by no means how I do that. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't even call it a source of income. It's a nice to have um, because I don't do it that regularly i think i think the busiest i've been i've had three jobs in 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 four months five months sorry um um so there's no way i could rely on that as a as a as a source of income so if you can think of any of the unintended positives that come from the current time what 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 unintended positive do you think of uh, the pandemic's brought about I've got an even bigger appreciation of time. Um, um, so appreciation of time. I think the best one I've got out of it is, um, you know, when the world comes together in a common cause, unbelievable things can happen. And I'm, I'm using the vaccine as, as, as my sort of driver here. Um, I think, yeah, when you look at all of these pharmaceutical companies that have sort of come together to make vaccines in record time and you know there's no there's no there's no boundaries there's no red tape there's no sort of waiting periods they've just gone in everyone with the same with the same agenda and look what's happened yeah it's so that so that should have taken i I don't know it takes to make a vaccine i'm not in that field but like so that would take years has taken months um and i think really that's kind of that's i think i think that's uh sort of an international positive if you like um i recently went on a on a complete information detox actually uh last week we yeah last week where i i had no social media i didn't watch the news or i watched the news for 30 minutes a day i never met the 30 minute deadline i think 10 minutes was enough um i turned all the notifications off my phone and you know what it was actually quite nice um not being ignorant of the situation, but I just think negativity is just so easy to find. Um, and there is, do you know what? There is, I think there's a lot of scaremongering going on by the press. Um, now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this situation isn't as bad as what they're making it out to be, not at all, but 
there have been positives. I can't remember what they are, but there have been positives of, of, of this situation, but we never really hear about them. And if we do, it's like one or two lines in a, you know, on a, on a, on, on your phone or on a newspaper somewhere. And, um, and really, I suppose my final one, really, it's not really a, an unintended positive, but it's something that's come into its own is, you know, I, I hold on to what I can absolutely control. What I've got 100%, well, what I've got 80% control of, I hold on to uh, and, and I control that. And the other 20%, I just don't even bother with. And so that other 20% becomes time for myself. So, um, and that's kind of, 80-20 has played a massive, the 80-20 rule ratio has, has played a massive kind of part in certainly the later lockdown, the, the half of the second and definitely all of the third. But I suppose I've looked for 80 because obviously in March, when we had the first lockdown, the weather was better, you could go outside. Whereas now the weather's absolute toilet, isn't it? And, you know, you, you, you really are confined to your house unless you're going to go stand in the queue for half an hour to go and get bread and milk or coffee or something. But, um, Yeah. That's fantastic, Dan. So listen, I think that 80-20 rule is, is is great. And I think also it just it just notions towards change what you can, you've, but you've really, there's really got to be an acceptance about what you can't change, but focus on what you can change and then and, and let the rest worry about itself. Um, and also you have an you have a choice. There is there is choice within the way we respond to to some of the negatives around us, and um, and we can actually choose to respond in kind to to others because we don't always necessarily know what what other people are going through, and we get to see probably about twenty percent, not even probably ten percent of their life, um, but there's a whole ninety percent under the yeah under the radar or indeed you know, out of sight that people are dealing with. So it's, it's, I think it's about responding in kind to people because they might be dealing with some absolutely unseen, very stressful circumstances in the, in, in the background, but that fundamental tenant Dan of being kind to yourself and giving yourself permission to be kind to yourself um, is, is one which, which I would definitely advocate um in, in in this time because i think it really notions towards self-talk so actually what is your self-talk is your self-talk positive or is it negative is it derogatory or is it uplifting what you know what what is your narrative to yourself because i think too many people go subconsciously with a really terrible or really negative self self-talk but never seek to address it they never seek to reverse or to or to speak to the, the 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 negativity which which they which they listen to about themselves, and actually that's massively detrimental, especially in a time like this. Yeah, and, and I absolutely know what you're saying there. Um, there's a lot of people giving a lot of advice out there. Yeah, they don't take their own advice. I, I, I I've seen that firsthand. Actually, I've seen people preaching one thing, and then when it comes to essentially practicing what you preach, they don't. And I think I think it's so easy to look at other people and give them your advice. But then for the very small minority, it's well, you're giving the advice. Why why aren't you taking it as well? Why aren't you, why aren't you practicing it yourself? And it's um but your self-talk, yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, I, I talk to myself all the time. Certainly when I'm working out, when I've when I've got a hard session, 
I call myself all sorts of names. Come on, you fucker. Let's go. And then when I get to the end and I finish, I'm like, yes, mate. Oh, I feel fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you just said there, Dan, was really insightful. And you said, um, you know, what people don't, people give information freely, but do they take it themselves? It, does it cost you? Does the information you're giving cost you? Now, the way it starts to starts to cost you is if you're in accountability. So if I'm in accountability with you, Dan, and I say I keep myself in accountability to exercise three times a day, or indeed around financially around saving, and I open up my transparent ways and, and my methods to you, then that costs me. It costs me um, that transparency and that accountability. But it's easy to give information to other people because it doesn't cost them anything. And what is the personal cost? Is would be my question. And I would, I would, I would, I would. My challenge, really, to everyone and to myself, really, is to open up your life to become accountable to one or two friends, which where you can't shirk responsibility. And you can't shirk the the um, the accountability um, because that will then truly cost you. So you have to put your money where your mouth is, because giving information to you, Dan, or giving information to other people and advice doesn't cost me anything. But only but only costs me when you're in, when you're held to account. Accountability is a I think it would appear it's become a bit of a lost life skill accountability and responsibility is so easy to blame other people in this, this day and age like everyone's pointing a finger aren't they but they don't like it when a point when a finger's pointed back um and and i think i think that just comes down to being you know, I said earlier being brutally honest with yourself like and i think brutal honesty to yourself is is you're doing yourself a massive favour, if anything, in, in in the grand scheme of things. Having having all the sympathy is great and all, um, but there's there's got to be a point where you leave that and you've got to sort of you know do it do it on your own. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah yeah. There, there comes a point of sympathy where it it has to end. It, it's got to end, and you've got to go to you know what that was shit. I don't want to do that again. I'm going to pick myself up, dust my shoulders off. I'm getting shit done. Like for me, not for, not for you, not for, not for them, not for people who want to follow me on social media, not for, not for the validity of other people, but for myself. And if you don't like it, but don't follow me. It's simple. Isn't it? <laughs> I, wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I wholeheartedly agree with you. It's the unseen self, Dan, that you have to do the work, put the work in for, you know, it's not the seen self by other people. It's not the social media self. It's the unseen self. It's what you do at 7am or 6.30am on a Saturday or Sunday morning to come towards closer to your incremental goals. So it's everything which is unseen and, and, and that you need to put energy into. And yeah. it's your mental health, your unseen by others mental health. That, that, that needs to needs to have investment and, and energy put into because that's where we truly live our lives it's not in the vicarious or the uh, or the um, showcased social media profiles it's everything outside of that I don't think we can blame social media itself as as a thing I think that it comes down to the individuals that are using it like 
I think there's so many people on it that, that don't have accountability for actions. And, you know, you look at trolls, for argument's sake. Um, if they were held accountable for their shitty actions, chances, if they could get found out for what they're, you know, what they're saying, what they're putting out and stuff, guaranteed 90% of them wouldn't have the bollocks to do it. So no one's blaming cars for driving too fast, yes. are they? Dan Richards, you're always a le- you are a legend. And also, if you ever want a truth or an honest conversation or an honest recollection, you know where to come. Dan Richards, you heard it first. He'll <laughs> always give you the forefront of his forefront of his mind whenever whenever he's um, whenever he's posed a question. But listen, I, it's just been really good to get your recollection, Dan, and just where you are now from where you've come from. And you know, I wholeheartedly believe in everything you've just said around the 80 20 rule around goals and focus around um you know living for the unseen self around also being being held accountable but also um uh, being a man of your words so being someone that 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 follows through on your words so dan i just i i I thank you for that because it's it's both insightful and 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 an honest recollection from from where you are now and it's always always good to bounce ideas around with you because um you you often have got very grounded ideas having having come through some really difficult times through having eaten custard creams over quite some very difficult times mate you've 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 come through some uh through some hard times to to some amazing times so thank you mate i did that's all right mate no worries do you know what i think it's something i've worked on over the years because i used to go into conversations and i'd come out of it and go "Oh, oh i wish i said that now and I think I just, I just want to go into conversation, come out of it, knowing that I've pretty much said everything I wanted to say. I've, honesty really is the best policy. Um, you'll probably upset a few people, but I think it's those ones that need to hear it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Dan, Richard, I agree. Listen, where can people find you? mate if they they're there to look at look 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 for you because actually your your profiles your public facing profiles are actually really quite inspirational and really quite honest um together with this conversation so it, it does me a lot of good to hear your honest recollections but how can people find you i think i mainly on instagram so i'm um at the one-armed wonder i've got i've got a twitter account but i mean it's as empty as mother Rubber's cupboards so I'm quite impressed I got that out in one go then. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, Dan, it's been a pleasure chatting to you today and um, and just your honest recollections and thoughts, mate. So thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye.